just does my heart good uh i'm how are you i'm glad to be with you guys i have so much good stuff to tell you guys today i'm just I'm like i could keep it here for hours because i'm finding so much great information yeah that's david crowder someone had uh, uh requested that so i said yes we will go ahead and have a david crowder song and uh yes check it out that one's only has 11 million views <laughs> that so yeah, I'm really thankful for these artists who uh, uh, just devote their energy toward putting, uh, songs that will really just touch our hearts. I just love it, you know. Heaven meets earth with an unforeseen kiss. My heart beats violently inside of my chest. You know, we don't have time to maintain these regrets when we think about, oh, how he loves us. You know, so if there's anything pull, pulling you down today, make a choice. I'm not gonna play that. I can't maintain any regrets of what I've done or what anybody's done. I'm just going to rejoice in that the Lord loves us. And uh, especially when we see all that's happening in our day, we got to live to see it, you guys. We got to be the ones who get to see his kingdom come. How many generations have prayed that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? And it's happening in our day. It's just amazing amazing so i have a, a various things to share with you make sure that you have uh done the like and share and, and subscribe and all of that uh and the bell so you're notified when the videos come up i think we have several new people um if you're not familiar with um the q movement um that's really the most important thing to do is to become steeped in what's going on there oh that's not my q post i have a post somewhere i'll have to pull it up in a minute but that um I'll, I'll pull up. I'll just pull up QAnon real quick. This is uh, QMap.pub. If you're not familiar, make sure that you go there and you will find out about so many amazing things. We're on post 3,000. An actor who played the president of his country in a fictional TV show has won the presidency of you. Wait, I'm not ready for that yet. All right. So anyway, this is, uh, if you're new, over on the left side you will see various things that you need to really look into there are thousands probably eight thousand resignations of ceos around the, the world people have been pulled down from their positions of authority so they can no longer harm people with the, in the government and the judges the the food the music the all these things they've been using to damage us and uh doctors and mayo clinic and verizon samsung sony on and on and on um so then also executive orders you see how this is being affected by um our, for example one that um talks about 
Gitmo being increased by millions of dollars because they're going to need a pot and a cot and that's it. Um, they're going to, um, it also talks about the, uh, when the president put out on December 21st, 2017, an executive order saying that if anyone was involved in human trafficking or corruption, their assets would be seized. And now there are 1,200 pages plus of, of seized assets. Um, here are just, you know, you'll see on here another link somewhere about the seized assets. Somewhere it's on here. It has to be kajillions of dollars that are seized. That's why they're so mad. Um, and what can they say? Oh, they're seizing our assets. Well, why are they seizing your assets? Because we're criminals. <laughs> they can't say that. Um, also, the the um, sealed indictments, uh, 90,000 plus, nine zero 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 plus. And many of these indictments have multiple uh, people on it. So there's some serious criminals worldwide who will be um, be done, gone. And we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about um, some of the Ukraine things that are going on, which is really exciting. Um, there are good people being put in these positions all over the world. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that. We're going to, I, want to, I want to introduce you to Brian Cates if you don't know him. He's just so terrific and uh, has just such a great way of, of uh, uh, explaining some of these very complex issues. Ne I found Neon Revolt. I want to make sure you guys know where Neon Revolt is. And of course, my wonderful uh, KG over at Citizens Investigative. She does so many deep dives. And so if you have the time, I would really recommend you seeing this video. But the bulk of my time, I want to spend uh, talking about more about the lost tribes and that we it's, they're not lost. <laughs> they just don't know where they are, right? Anyway, I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But um, yeah, make sure that you do like and share and all that, um, and, and uh, uh, that you've subscribed and all that. Um, now, the reason I've just been so busy. Okay, the last video that I posted yesterday, I found out that because I had something from the WWE, it blocked it. So I had to go in and I had to delete that and I re-uploaded that. So that's what that was about. So it was, you know, wasn't YouTube's fault. It's because I like to put on there, you know, these cute videos because I'm not monetized at all. Y'all know that. I don't, you know, that's not my thing. I'm just trying to get truth out there. And so, you know, I put, I put all kinds of stuff on there and never know when, oh, you broke some law and you're, you know, not law, but the YouTube law and you're blocked and so whatever. Um, uh, and also, it's been so busy in my town. We were successful, thank you, Lord, for with getting in a new mayor. He's going to be installed today. And the word is forensic audit. Those are two of my favorite words. <laughs> forensic audit. Uh, people are not happy. The bad guys are not happy. The good guys are happy. The bad guys are not happy. Yeah. And uh, y'all just be in prayer for me because um, I... I heard through the grapevine that a couple of the police officers are threatening to get back at me. I'm not going to worry. The Lord will protect me. And just, just pray that uh, no weapon formed against me will prosper. You know, uh, when on this site, I'm sure the bad guys know who I am. But for the most part, I'm pretty anonymous. It's hard to maintain anonymity in a little town like I live in, um, especially when we were running around town trying to get everybody to vote <laughs> and uh, the kids were trying to vote. And so lots of changes are going on in our city, um, which is really so exciting, you know, because he was talking about May being a big month. I'm so ready for all this homey stuff to come out. Um, you know, what really, what also happened was that uh, they arrested our band director because he's been supposedly, allegedly sleeping with the 
the dancers and having them dance these awful dances. I'm not even going to go into it. He has it on his own personal YouTube site. I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. So yeah, this is a, so we went to the school board yesterday and one of my youth spoke up and said that she would really like to be a dancer, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the drill team, but she refuses to wear those outfits and refuses to do those dances. And so it really, it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Let's just put it that way. I'll, I'll, I'll go on the, on the positive side. Uh, this should never have happened that, 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 that the girls were treated as a piece of meat, but pray that this will never happen again. This will be stopped that we will have, you know, this will be brought into order. And uh, yeah, I was just so proud. I was so proud. And yeah, oh, uh, the kids had told me that a pornographic video was airdropped at school. Isn't that just lovely? And uh, airdrop is where they just send it. And if you've got your airdrop on, it comes on your phone whether you want it or not. And then it was passed all throughout the school. Yeah, isn't that lovely? And so, the, you know, my opinion, the parents need to be told. And um, sadly, I've checked all throughout the Texas Education Association documentation. And they're like, oh, no, they, they, that's not a required. What? But the problem is then your parents don't know what's going on to counsel their children. And it, and it really builds in, this, in, in them, oh, well, we keep these things secret from our parents. And we don't have to tell the parents what the heck's going on at the school, even if there's such a thing as that. Oh, and just by the way, found out, found out that you can have, while we're on the subject of sex, an old man can have sex with a 17-year-old girl, but... They can't disseminate pornography until they're 18. Are we living in the bizarro world? I mean, not that I'm up for pornography, but I'm just saying the whole thing is messed up. Anyway, so I just want to tell you, that's what I've been working on, and that's why it's so hard for me to get on here. And plus, I'm doing research, and I'm also re uh, reading my book. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and my dog got a hold of it. <laughs> I'm beater with it, right? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, this is a great book. I'm just so glad I found this book. And you almost passed right there are things I want to share with you guys. So I'm going to have to figure out how to put that all into a video. But I'm going to just give you some, some tidbits today. But first, I want to talk a little bit about my book uh, that is out there. If you can, please, I'll, send you, I'll put a link in the description. Please go in and, and um, uh, put a... Um, uh, a review of it and uh, QAnon and 1000 Years of Peace. Remember, this is the same book as the QAnon and the Battle of Armageddon, but it's not so scary of a cover because most people don't understand what Armageddon is. They freaked us out. And the thing about Armageddon is it's not on us, it's on these bad guys. And they are going down. As our president said, in six years, they'll be gone. I, I don't think he's just talking about out of business. I think he's talking about these people will be in prison. Prison! Doing some serious hard time. So I want to read just a little bit to you of, of my book. Here's the contents here. I'm going to just jump to uh, the 144,000 and two great harvests. So I want to share a little bit of that with you. For those in the Q Army, get your popcorn. Chapter 14 is where we ride onto the scene along with our great commander. We will see more heavenly signs that match up with huge Q happenings of Armageddon on the New World Order beast. And we will see the judgment we've all been longing for. And I think y'all, we're really just, a, we're, we're right here. We're right here. We are riding alongside with every tweet, every person you talk to everything that you share they can't stop us we're just going 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 but um we're, we're going to see all of this happening before our eyes 
that Kobe thing is going to be the first domino, bing, and then boom, they're all going to go. Anyway, Revelation 14, I looked and behold, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion and with him 144,000, having their father's name written on their foreheads. Remember the 144,000 from Revelation 17? talked about before yet these are the same one and look where they are they are standing on the top of god's mountain right alongside our lord and commander they are the mighty ones Uh oh there's a misspell (laughs) more misspelling they are the mighty ones i'm gonna write that down because i'm telling you i can't i can't get all my typos done Uh, mighty ones in the great battle of armageddon they are prepared to fight wherever our commander directs And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, as the voice of great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four beasts and the elders. And no one could harm, could learn that song, but the 144,000 who which were redeemed from the earth. There's a song. That's what I'm going to talk about. There's a song that only we sing because we've been a part of this battle. Rejoice that even though it's hard and maybe people don't understand you and maybe you get some pushback, this is so this is something that we will never forget that we were part of this, you guys. Patriots have a camaraderie that is so special, so unique, so powerful. It's difficult to find the words. We will always know throughout all of eternity that we stood shoulder to shoulder and fought valiantly in this battle. That we withstood the shills and the trolls, the attacks from family members and the fake patriots and the Antifa and all the brainwashed masses. We'll remember the thundering rallies and the Q posts and the dead of night that kept us going. We'll remember the fog of war when Q didn't post for weeks. We'll remember all the crazy memes that made us laugh and all the beautiful videos that made us cry. We will know that no matter what, we rode right beside our Lord and refused to quit the fight. No one will know the song of the 144,000 except true warriors for Christ. Like us, the battle hardened Q Patriot Army. So let's go, let's go, let's go. Isn't that so exciting? So exciting. All right. So I posted this the other day. You may not be aware of this. I want to show you what happened with in, in Ukraine. Ukraine is uh, really the hub of this Russian collusion and how they've um, used these uh, the, these uh, these uh, corrupt politicians there to um, to voiced this whole Russian baloney on uh, the American people. But I wanted you to know they have a new president and he's kind of like a, he's like a Trumpian. Okay. So I want you to see that. In a second. A Ukrainian comedian, Vladimir Zelensky, has won the presidential election with a landslide, securing more than... 70% of the vote in Ukraine. The incumbent president, Petro Poroshenko, has already admitted defeat in what's being seen as a huge rejection of the political establishment. Well, we're joined now from Kiev by our reporter, Simon Otrovsky. Morning to you, Simon. How much of a political earthquake has this caused in Ukraine? Well, this is huge, and it's huge not just in Ukraine, but across the world, because think about it. The fictional president, the TV president, has become the real president, and that's a message to establishments all across the world. There's another reason this is important, and that's because he won by this landslide margin, unifying both the Ukrainian-speaking West and the Russian-speaking Southeast in opposition to the incumbent Petro Poroshenko. Now, there's one more thing. This entire election is a rebuke 
to Vladimir Putin and to the Kremlin because it shows the people of Russia that free and fair elections are possible and there's no reason to stick with strongman leaders like Vladimir Putin himself who's been in power for more than 20 years. Volodymyr Zelensky actually spoke about this in his victory speech last night. He said to the people of the former Soviet space, look at us, this is possible. Have a listen. An actor who played the president of his country in a fictional TV show has won the presidency of Ukraine for real, according to preliminary exit poll results. To all the countries of the former Soviet Union, look at us. This is possible. Volodymyr Zelensky, who has no previous political experience, will take over from Petro Poroshenko, a wealthy oligarch who's faced a public backlash amid widespread perceptions that he used the presidency to enrich himself. Zelensky has promised sweeping anti-corruption reforms and has promised to keep Ukraine on its pro-Western track of integration. With Did y'all hear that? Anti-corruption. And that's kind of what's happening in our town. Forensic audit. When the, when the new sheriff is in town, when they, they come in and they look at everything and then they uncover all this corruption, who knows who's, what's going to be uncovered? And the proof is in the documentation and in the, in the paper trail and the money trail, right? And so pray for this man, Zelensky. Uh, I have a feeling that, um, and this is one of the things that Neon Revolt, I'll show you the link to that if you want to find out more about this, that uh, they, he was likely has found a good friend in President Trump and uh, that he had some help in making sure they had free and fair elections and not this baloney, right? the European Union, but critics complain that he's been very light on details about how he plans to implement those policies. This political novice inherits a country embroiled in Europe's only active war. Ukraine has been fighting off a Russian invasion since 2014. More than 13,000 people have died as a result of the conflict. But many in Ukraine are fed up with the political establishment, and Zelensky's rise has coincided with a spate of anti-establishment election successes across the continent. I don't believe in Poroshenko. He may have saved our country in a critical time, but I think he did more for himself than he did for the country. There was a lot of corruption and poverty. So Neon Revolt goes into that, and so does um, uh, uh, KDG. He goes into who these people are and what they did and, and how they uh, had they got wealthy on the backs of these people. I just really gross the amount of theft that they did of the people. You know, just like leaving the people to starve. How they could have the love of Christ in them, they don't, uh, clearly. There's no way to live. We need reforms, and I think Zelensky will be able to provide them. But so far, Zelensky's main policy position has been to provide a stable government and to rally support ahead of a critical parliamentary election this coming autumn. And so, so far, the final election results, of course, haven't come in. We're just dealing with preliminary numbers right now. He won. <laughs> he won. So it's very, very exciting. Very exciting right here. Yeah. So I want you to see that. That's, that's the video right there. So it's very, it landslide.
It's exciting. It's exciting. People all over the world, guys, that's what he said. He told us that we would rule and reign with him. He is installing his men and women in these positions, in the little mayors and, and all over. He's pulling down the, the ones who have been doing a corruption and hurting children and all of that. It's just amazing. You look at uh, Jair Bolsonaro in, in uh, Brazil, and you look at um, uh, Victor Orban, who was just with the president, I think yesterday, day before, from Hungary, um, uh, Matteo Salvini uh, in Italy, and how they're, they're, they're going to be taking over the EU. Angela Merkel is falling. Dr. Steve Perley talks about all that. I mean, this is just really amazing. So the more you look into what's going on worldwide the more you realize this this is a trend i'm seeing a trend here yeah this is this is citizen investigative she did just such a great job i'm gonna play just a tiny bit of this so you can kind of hear what's going on with that if you want to you can click here and you can see you can see all the links in the in the in the um thread okay number three yanukovych the kremlin-backed ukrainian president between 2010 and 2014 ran a crime syndicate. Ukrainian prosecutors estimate that he stole between 40 and 100 billion from the nation. You did read that right. That's billion with a B. Of kind of what we already talked about. That's why I was talking about gross. 40 to 100 billion stolen. I mean, who could use I mean, who? This is ridiculous, right? So she goes into uh, all of these people. So I would really encourage you to watch this video by Citizen Investigative Report. Okay? So you kind of get picture of what's going on from that standpoint um all right so she also talks about brian cates i really like brian cates um he was the one he's he's at, at symbol drawn strike on twitter and he was the one who used to have a picture of himself as um as a uh, jeff Sessions. um anyway but see so he's, i guess this is actually brian right here so he's talking about and i posted this on my page the other day i posted this uh, if you are following, make sure you're following me. I'm Freedom Forcer, Freedom Forcer on Twitter. And so I post when I see something great and I can't come on to do a video um, that the foreign countries secretly pay big money to fake news outlets to print their propaganda as if it's a real news story. Is that, is that helping you out hear that? We have always thought that when you look at the news, this is, some, this is a real story, and it's just paid propaganda. It's just totally paid for. Okay, so I'll put the link on here so you guys can go to see this thing that I'm showing you right now, the bronze strike. So I'm going to just jump right into a little portion of it. Okay, so if Qatar openly paid some popular media figures to put propaganda newspaper uh, show out there, shilling for their interests above American interests, just try to sway American public opinion, there'd be nothing wrong with that. Everyone would know that newspaper, TV shows, represents Qatar, they are supposed to be giving the Qatari point of view on stuff and trying to let lobby convince people to give Qatar government what it wants. But what would be wrong and illegal is if Qatar, under the table, pays a supposedly neutral truth-telling media outlet to publish air their Qatarian propaganda without disclosing that they are now paid agents working on behalf of Qatar. Think of agent as in foreign agent. F-A-R-A, FARA. You might not be familiar with FARA, but that's where they have to sign. They have to disclose if they are getting any money from a foreign country that they're that makes them a foreign agent. But they, they don't want to tell that because then the gig is up. You see what I'm saying? So but the, but the paper trail, the money trail, proves that, that what they were doing. There are, and this is the very thing they were saying Trump was doing, and it was them doing it. 
there are a whole host of countries out there who've discovered it's an effective way to get the American policy they want if they adopt a two-pronged approach. One, illegally lobby the politicians who write the laws through people like Podesta, Manafort, Craig, et cetera. And number two, illegally influence the American public, I'm sorry, who vote for the politicians to buy paying media outlets under the table to pimp their positions disguised as news coverage. Okay. And that's really, to be honest, that's the bigger thing, more than lobbying. Because if they can sway public opinion, then the then the politicians will, you know, have to do what they, you know, they feel like the you know people want them to do okay so that and they even said the other day somebody was saying yes we need to we need to sway public opinion because that's the only way you can impeach trump how do they know it's like they don't necessarily call you do they they don't call me to ask my opinion okay i hear that they do some polling but i don't think it's like in the old days with that you know what they know everything we tweet everything we post everything we uh, open to look at every uh, uh, on the TV. They know what you're watching every minute of the day. Whether if you're CNN, ABC, whatever you're watching. And so, <laughs> when I was uh, trying to get dressed the other day, and I realized my husband had been watching the uh, the weather, and all of a sudden he had left it. I realized he had left it on, and it was as if we were watching ABC. I'm like, turn it off, turn it off, quick as you can. I don't want them to think that we're quote, voting, or it's their poll that we are watching this crap, okay? We're not. We don't buy it. We don't believe it. And so we don't want to make them think that we do. Does that make sense? So in as far as you can, don't have on or leave on anything that is a propaganda operation, whether it's on internet, TV, whatever, radio, any of it. And yeah, I, I really, I'm sure you're like me. I can't even watch it because I'm just, it, it makes me too crazy. I can't watch. The other day, my husband was watching, was watching something, and I'm like, I can't even buy any of that. It wasn't even a news program. It was just some other program. I'm like, but this, is, this is total propaganda. I can't even buy into any of it. It's all propaganda. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm a pain. But <laughs> there's an entire vast middleman industry that sprung into existence since the days Kennedy Craig got the illegal foreign lobbying game going back in the 1980s. Firms like Fusion GPS and many, many others who put media outlets in contact with foreign clients. Oh, Qatar, uh, you've got something you want to tell on the, on the American news? Oh, uh, China, you got something to tell? Oh, you know, each, each country, oh, how much you want to pay to have your news broadcast? Y'all see, y'all get the picture? Imagine you're someone like General Flynn or former NSA head Mike Rogers. You know what the vulnerabilities are to our American system, what steps need to be taken to put American interests in security first. You spend years watching corruption take hold and grow. You keep making recommendations to fix the problems, but soon you come to learn many of the politicians who drive American foreign policy don't listen to you because foreign powers using illegal bribery are paying them not to listen to you. Well, that kind of makes me wonder about, you know, yesterday, um, you know, going to this, to speak at, the, you know, I'm hoping that the powers that be are not going to overcome what we're trying to do so we can have the city and the schools run properly, right? Ugh, I know this is anyway, so as the problems and dangers and vulnerabilities mount and continue to get worse, you spend years watching the elite political class, both in D.C. and the fake news media, gorge themselves on the big money they're taking in from their real bosses. Would that not tick you off? Wouldn't it make you exceedingly angry to watch all of this? And if your expertise in counterintelligence, where you entrap and expose foreign 
uh, capture foreign spies, what kind of plan might you put in place to fix this terrible situation? Might you not, say, come up with a way to demonstrate just how bad illegal foreign lobbying is and set up a massive crackdown on it that spans just the elite class in politics in D.C., but also the fake news media that works hand in glove with them? You got to catch them both. You got to catch the lobbyists and the fake media. Got it? So they're going to, how are they going to do a sting? All right. Whatever they, as I've said, I uh, will continue to say, whatever they thought they were going to do, were doing or were going to accomplish, Mueller and his team were led and guided and directed into doing something else. Willingly or not, willingly or not, they proved that violating this FARA, being a foreign agent, giving for either lobbying or trying to sway public opinion, that's a big deal. That's what they said. That's what they said. It's a big, big deal. And it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, trying to, it's a way to destroy America, destroy our, our people. Here's something I still believe that I haven't talked about much recently. I believe Flynn deliberately made himself a target for certain hypocrites. He knew they'd come after him, but he made sure they came after him on something specific. So he created this door. And he tricked him into walking right through it. Have you ever wondered in a, in a two year long investigation that was supposed to stick to a Russian election collusion and then obstruction of the investigation of collusion, all this dumb, stupid, illegal lobbying stuff keeps cropping up? What the hell? Another illegal lobbying case springing up out of the Mueller investigation, they cried. <laughs> it's as, almost as if someone guided the investigation into, oh no, that couldn't be. That's just my over overactive imagination leading me into a wild conspiracy theory. I love this guy. Good job, Brian Cates. I love the way he says it. Trump knows what he's doing. He's always known what he's doing. Over the next few months, two years of careful preparation will begin paying off, and the fake news media is just now awakening to see how much trouble they're really in. Isn't that great? Yeah. Y'all said this was horrible, but it was you. <laughs> You're doing it. We got the proof. We know you're doing it, and it's all going to come out. Many of the fake news media outlets that spent two years pimping Trump-Russia uh, collusion hoax that they knew was fake all along have been taking money from foreign governments to push propaganda to influence the American policy. They're trying to turn public opinion, but using foreign money, our enemies. All these fake news outlets helped uh, the Spygate plotters launch a coup against a sitting president based on something they knew was a hoax. They helped accuse Trump of fake foreign collusion, while they themselves were making bank being foreign agents taking the illegal bribes. Try to gas, grasp the full hypocrisy of this if you can. Fake news outlets taking big money from Saudi Arabia and Qatar and China and Russia and all these other countries about colluding with them to affect our elections and our foreign policy accused an innocent president of doing what they do all the time. Trump will expose all these people with absolute glee. <laughs> me too, me too. Isn't that great? I'm gonna make sure you have that, that uh, link so you can see what, uh, and this is another one, I'm gonna give you this link too, because it was not easy to find this. It's almost like they have it hidden or something. All right, here we go on the main portion of what I wanted to tell you guys. We're going to talk about the lost tribes of Israel, but they're not actually lost, okay? But before we do, I wanted to just make sure that you knew that there's a group that are the physical progeny of Abraham, but they're also those who've been adopted into the family, those who have been grafted in to the family. 
So either way, we're the family, okay? So that's, that's the very important thing to keep in the back of your mind. They were all one big happy family, no matter what our ethnicity. It's not about ethnicity. But I do want to understand, you know, our heritage and what, our, what God's plan has been and how it's unfolding. Oh, you guys buckle up. This is going to be so cool. Therefore, this is in um, Ephesians chapter 2. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, these are people who are not the physical progeny of Abraham, okay? They're called, you're called the uncircumcision. And I've always considered myself an uncircumcision. Until recently, I'm like, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm an Israelite because I'm, I'm Irish and Scottish, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, so you're called the uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed by, in the flesh by human hands. It's just a physical thing, right? Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he, had, this is the main verse, he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. So it doesn't matter whatever our, our ancestry is. It doesn't matter because we're all part of this family. He's broken down that middle wall that would say you're on, you're you know, in and you're out. That wall is broken down because now we're all part of one big family. Okay. So that's the, I want to make sure that we I say that before we get started because it's, um, you know, there are some people who go way off the reservation and use this as a, you know, white supremacy thing. And that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's not what it's about at all. But it is about seeing what was God's plan in all of this? What it was his, what was his intent? Because he had told them years before he said, he had told them even before he told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel with the, with the disciples. Even before that, he had told the Israelites to go and proselytize to, to bring in people all over the world and, and to come, but they didn't do it. They got so tangled up in, in their evil and their sin that they had no moral fortitude to go and do any of that, okay? Um, so, and if you remember, all the times that I've ever read Old Testament scripture to you, how many times do I say, when you used to read Israel, think of us. This promise is for us. This is for us. And little did I know that it is, that some of us are Israel. Some of us are Israel. Someone asked me the other day, like, oh, well, um, I did an ancestry and I was so disappointed that I wasn't Jewish. She, I guess she thought she was Jewish, possibly. The thing is that a lot of the, quote, Jewish people are truly Edomites. They're not really Judahites from the tribe of Judah. But many, you know, some of the Israelites are actually Judahites. Okay, because Israel had 12 sons, Judah is one of them. So some of the, like the royal line, they are not only Israelites, but they're also Judahites because Judah is one of Israel's sons. Anyway, um, I shall make, the, so this is like a great example. This is what uh, I've heard so long I've been reading to you guys, these types of verses. And I said, insert your name when it says the word Israel, like in this verse in chapter seven, 
I'm sorry, chapter 63, verse 7 uh, of Isaiah. I shall make mention of the loving kindness of the Lord and praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has granted us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has granted them according to his compassion and according to the abundance of his loving kindness. For he said, surely they are my people, sons who will not deal falsely. All right, so all this time I was like, okay, when you see this great goodness toward the house of Israel, I said, you know, that middle wall of a partition is broken down. We are, we've been grafted in. We've been adopted into the family. We're all one big happy family. So we are Israelites. We, it's not um, about the physical. It still is not really ultimately about the physical because it's about, this, do, you, do you know him? Are you walking with him by faith? And uh, are you, um, you know, fulfilling the, 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 uh, the promises to Abraham that, that, um, that we're men of faith, that we walk with the Lord. We, we honor him. Even though we don't see him, we honor him in the things that we say and do, right? Um, and fighting for justice and fighting in this Q army. Anyway, so this, um, so yes, and that still holds, but look at it in the sense of, sense of now, the great goodness toward the house of Israel, that he has a specific plan. I'm not negating the way I was reading before, but look at this whole house of Israel, God's intentional plan for Israel to, to, to disperse them for a reason, for a reason to get the truth out. Just like when we, we put a post on Twitter or something, it's, the intention is to get that truth to go as far and wide. That's why I say use hashtags. So because that gets in a current uh, trending hashtags because that gets the truth out in the same way. Um, this whole great goodness, he said, the whole world would be blessed through Israel, and and because we would go into the world and 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 be light and salt all throughout the world, right? All right, so um, I wanted to show you one thing that uh, that I, it dawned on me. Okay, so remember how I showed you this stone that Moses sat on when they fought against the Amalekites and Aaron and her were were holding up the rod, the famous rod that, that he had used, and I believe it's the like the sword and the stone. Um, and uh, all right, so they, after that battle, they wrapped the stone. This is the stone, okay? This is the stone of scone, the stone of destiny. I've got other videos on it. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about it right now, but they carried this. This is the one the water came out of in the, in the desert. This is the great stone on which all the, the kings of Israel were, were um, and Judah were, were coronated and on into Ireland, okay? So he's sitting on this stone. They, after the battle and they won, this was their flag. And it's, I know it's a, it's a, it now is being used by England, right? So it's the alpha, elf and the tar, the A and the, uh, and the T. So they wrapped the stone in this flag after their battle. They were like, you know, his banner of, of victory over the stone is just a, a you know, to commemorate what had happened in this battle, how the Lord had, had delivered them from these people. So then remember the other day I showed you the Economist magazine. I'll, I'll make it smaller. This is the, the cover of the Economist magazine. That's the Rothschild magazine, if you didn't know it. And so I, I, I talked to you about the other day how uh, they had uh, always put something on their cover. And it it's funny how it all comes true. Like, what is this? It's because they, they have run the world the reality is though it's not happening now because they are no longer running the world <laughs> they're not they're not in in the gitmo yet but they're not able to do what they were able to do before so i wanted to show you this one about president trump remember how i was saying that they have him sitting like as, as, as if he's in scotland 
as if he's sitting on that stone, that the stone of destiny, that this stone right here, ah, this one right here, that he's sitting on that, that all the, all the, uh, the uh, God's kings had been sitting on when they were coordinated. It's as if he's sitting on that stone. Now look at this, the wrapping, it's not wrapped in this um, flag, the British flag, it's wrapped, it's wrapped in a U.S. flag. It's a, wrapped in the flag of the United States of America. So I think that's so cool that I, I just want to make sure that you remember that when they finished this battle, they wrapped it in their flag, this, this elephant uh, uh, uh banner. But now that stone is wrapped in the U.S. flag. I thought that was amazing. So they know these things. The Rothschilds know all of this. They, they know all of this. Here's another kind of a picture of this middle wall of partition is being broken down between believers everywhere. The Russian believers, the Eastern Orthodox, the, uh, the Roman Catholic, and the Christians. Are, that wall is being broken down, and I believe it's going to be broken down with all of the religions. I think that um, uh, the Muslims are going to realize that this is it's not about uh, fighting Christians. It's about fighting the cabal. So everyone is waking up and realizing who our true enemy is. So uh, isn't that cool? I know you think it is. All right, so this is something else that was in the book, and it dawned on me that this is um, from Revelation chapter 4. So I'm going to actually need to update my book. Um, okay, so when they were in the wilderness for all those years, and the rock was with them, and that's how they had the water and all that, when Moses was leading them, and they were in there, how are you going to live in there for 40 years? Well, in the middle, they had the tabernacle, and this was the glory cloud. The cloud of the Lord was right in the middle, and so that was a, remember when they would, it would, it would go, it would, start to move they would realize okay the lord is wanting wants us to move in the daytime it would be a cloud in the nighttime it would be a, a fiery pillar so they could see it and they could, they could uh, follow but each of the tribes had a flag each of the tribes had a symbol this came from when israel gave them their their blessing okay so Funny the way they were situated all around the tabernacle. Notice that Judah, his flag is a lion. So he would lead. Judah would lead with his flag. Uh, you know, they would they would all gather with the flag because you can't see. Well, or you just see a mass of people. They would have this flag and they would know where do we rally to? Do we go? Okay, here's where's the Issachar group. Where's the Judah group? Where's, so you'd know how to find your group. Okay, so you needed to kind of. Stay together with all these hordes of people. So, um, so Judah is his flag. He's holding up has a lion on it. So everyone would know if they were in Iskar Zebulun, they would join with them, and then they would be able to find their smaller groups in there. Okay. So the other one is Reuben, which is the face of a man. Uh, the the thing was he was. Uh, I'm not going to go into know, how they got all these. Uh, uh, the heraldry, the, the, uh, the symbols, but that was the sign on his flag. And then Ephraim has a bull, okay? That's um, really neat, but I'm going to go with that either. But the point is, in, when they would lead their group, they would have a bull. They would know that that was Ephraim. And then uh, this one has an eagle. Dan has a couple, of, they all have a couple of symbols. Dan has an eagle and also a snake. So that's that. Now, this is so cool because in Revelation chapter 4, um, it said, it said, um, 
that the, th uh, the throne and worship of the creator out from the throne comes flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal. And in the center around the throne, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first creature was like a lion. The second creature, like a calf. The third creature had a, a face like a, that of a man. And the fourth creature was like an eagle. There it is. This is it. This is so symbolically. What is it that is worshiping? It's it's God's people. It's uh, the fulfillment of Israel, whether it's adopted in or or the original the the the, the, the physical progeny. These uh these all these tribes, all these these hordes of people worshiping the Lord, represented by these this heraldry of the lion, the calf. The, or an, uh, a bull, okay, uh, a man and an eagle, all right? Isn't that cool? Um, duh, I should have known that. I should have known that. All right, so now you see that's how, that's where that came from. Oh, that was in this book, too, this um, Missing Links from Discovered from Assyrian Tablets. All right, so then the next thing I want you to see is the other, is the heraldry of these people. For example, here is the heraldry, okay, a little bit, maybe a little bit smaller you can see. Okay, so Popo just came in for lunch, so I'm, now I can jump back in and, and tell you guys about all the heraldry. Heraldry is the, all the symbolism and how they use it on their flags, okay, even to this day, and it has not changed. They didn't stop using these signs. Okay, so here for Judah is, let me make sure I'm recording, yes. All right, so here for Judah, they have a lion, which is their primary one. Uh, secondary is the three lions, okay, um, and uh, because that is the royal, that's on so many of the royal uh, flags, because Judah had the, the royal, uh, the royalty, um, the, the ability to rule, and then the, the red hand, remember I was talking about that with, with, uh, with, with uh, Perez, no, 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 with Zara, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting confused, Zara with the red hand, he was the one who had the the second child who had the, they put the red uh, cord on his hand. And, and so, you know, others have a, another idea about the red hand, but I think that's really where it, it started from. All right. So uh, let's see if I'll show you. Um, here's, I mean, each one of them, here's one from Gad with the horse, the white horse. And then Naphtali is uh, with the, with the, uh, uh, the hind, <laughs> hind, and then, um, or like a, stag. Uh, here's Dan, which is the tribe that does the um, the judgment. And so that's why there's is a snake. Um, but they didn't really like the snake. So they did, they have a, the second one is the eagle, but the lot of, I'm sorry, the second one is a horse, but a lot of times they use an eagle. Um, and so that, that goes into like our great seal. So there's this, uh, that, that symbolism. So we have a lot of this Jewish symbolism. So when you look at the, um, the one of Ephraim, that one has a bull and also a unicorn, which is on the, the flag in, um, or the coat of arms in England. Let's see, here we go. Let's see this one. Is this the one? No, this one right here. You see this one has the, um, the unicorn and the lion. All right. So, yeah, so that's, this, this heraldry is, the point is it's still being used to this day. And where did it come from? It came from the tribes of Israel. Okay, um, so you can maybe look into this, and I'm going to go into more. Seriously, this could be an, uh, hours and hours and hours long study to, to look into this. Here's the Manasseh one, 
that has the olive branch and uh, the, the, uh, the also as well as the arrows. So that really has been on our like the great seal of the United States has that one as if we are Manasseh. I'm not there. I'm not convinced yet, but that's, that's a very good, a good point. All right. So yeah, I just wanted you to see all this and see why this is a, um, the, conti the continuation. All right. So in this book though, it goes into, yes, it goes into the heraldry. It goes into the, the words. So many of the words uh, from the Saxon languages um, are from a uh, Saxon is really Isaac son. Isaac, son, isn't that cool? So, so many of the words are the same root word. Um, and then just on and on it goes as far as where they went after the Northern tribes were taken into captivity. And, you know, you can follow them along because you can see, um, you know, the, the imprint of their culture as it moved throughout and uh, came over through Europe and into all throughout Europe and specifically into the British Isles. So, all right, I wanted you to see that. And then I'm going to go to the end first. And I know I probably shouldn't do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so the, the end of the book, he has an epilogue. And so I wanted to read this to you because it has so much of the scripture that I want you to listen to it in the light of, of that, um, that Israel is not lost, that maybe we were lost to our own identity. Um, the great thing is we still went back and went down the Lord, even though we were not, you know, we didn't know that we were physically his children uh, through the physical progeny of Abraham, that we have, our hearts have been drawn back to him and um, drawn to him. And, and um, you know, we are being able to fulfill what he intended for us to fulfill even though we didn't know we were, it was because the fulfillment of Israel was in us. I, I always looked at it more on a spiritual level that we are fulfilling this job. We're spiritual Israel, but not that we're also physical Israel too. Some of us, I, we'll have to one day find out. Maybe we can do the genealogy. Maybe we can, the Lord will just tell us when we see him. Um, but either way, whether we spend the time to do that or not, we know in our hearts that we're connected to him. Anyway, so let's read this. So as for me, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be a father of many nations. He told Abraham this. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make many nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed, ever after thee so you know a lot of times you're like okay well they they were if 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 the israelites were dispersed and then they were just basically assimilated into other cultures then how would this be fulfilled uh, you know how would they be um how is he lord making great nations out of them so that is something, you know, that, that really would not be fulfilled in that way. And if you, everything I think has been spiritualized a little too much. And I've been guilty of the very same thing um, because that's, you know, what we were taught. I didn't know, I didn't know this research and how to even go back to find out um, who were the Israelites. But the Lord had promised that, um, that his seed would fill the earth and would spread the good news, had spread his, God's word the gospel to the whole world. And that's where, that's another key way you can identify the seed of Israel 
is who's been spreading the gospel. And again, you wouldn't think of Cuba and North Korea, and you wouldn't think of China primarily. You wouldn't, I mean, that's just, you know, you wouldn't think of some of these countries that are, you know, uh, uh, in uh, other strange, you know, religions. You don't think of the Middle East, basically the, you know, Saudi Arabia. You know, they're not out spreading the gospel, right? And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Kings of people. And one of the things it talks, it shows in the back of the book, it goes into all the kings that are from this, this royal line. Okay. I'm going to make, hopefully you can read that a little bit better. And, um, uh, and God said, Sarah, thy wife, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven second, the second time, saying, and said, by myself have I, have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in Blessing, I will bless thee, and in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Wow, that's so cool. So you think of people, 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 people throughout the whole world. Certainly not just in, they talk about, you know, they want people, the Israelites just to be in, in physical Israel. But when you start to think, this is throughout all of the world, scattered like the sand on the seashore, the stars in the heaven, just everywhere. And they'll possess the gates of his enemies. In other words, the enemy will not be able to triumph over us, right? And uh, they will not be able to defeat us, yay. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Everyone is blessed because of what? What would you say because of, of those who do good works, who are going to, to, to minister uh, and to help and to aid? Who does that? America, right? Come on now. Now, there have been other countries that have done the same thing, but primarily the big brother is America. Again, I know that we haven't, we were hijacked. You know, we thought we were doing a lot of more good than we really were. Our money was actually going to the bad guys a lot of times. Anyway, God said unto Isaac, I will perform the oath. And they take advantage of that. They know that we are very caring and giving and, and want to help others. And so they, they take advantage of that because then we, we give and then we don't realize it's not going to the, to the person who needs it. Anyway, God said unto Isaac, I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham, your father, and I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto your seed all these countries. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. It's not just talking about in what we think of as physical Israel or Canaanites, those you know, countries. It's talking about the future for everlasting uh, covenant he has with them, an everlasting agreement he has with them, a contract with them and Abraham, that this would go throughout the whole world. This is why my girlfriend, Tamar, that I was just telling you about with uh, who's the mom of uh, Ephraim and Manasseh, how she wanted to be part of this. And she did what it was necessary to make sure she was. <laughs> Again, God said to Isaac, fear not, for I am with you. 
and I will bless you and multiply your seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Wow. 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 This is what the Rothschilds know. These dudes who make this, this thing right here, they know this is it, that we are, we are awakening to who we are and that we are taking, taking back our rightful claim to rule this world. Yeah. And uh, our wonderful president is taking uh, his rightful claim to rule. They know that. Do you see, you see the connection here? All right. Back to where we were. Okay. And God said unto Jacob, Okay, so he's talking, to, hey, what's the promise he gave to Abraham? What's the promise he gave to Isaac? Now here's the promise he gave to Jacob. I'm the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and of the God, and the God of Isaac, both your dad and your granddad. The land whereon you lie, to you I will give it, and to your seed, and your seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south. In you and your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I've always realized, we've always read this as if this is the gospel about Jesus and how he's now, he has, people all over the world know him all throughout the world. It's like the dust of the earth, east, south, northwest, everywhere people know about the Lord. Whether they truly are walking with him is another story, but it's that everywhere the gospel goes, it has a saving effect, a, a, a beneficial effect, right? And it, it kicks back the darkness, okay? So now let's see if I think I need to have a little bit more to read. All right. And, okay. So, and God again appeared to Abraham and said, I am God Almighty. I will multiply you a nation and a company of nations. Sorry, I'm having a hard time seeing this. A company of nations. So, it's uh, it wasn't just going to be in one little corner, one little pocket of the world. It, his blessing was for the whole world. I know. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I just wanted to make sure you and I, we all understand what the promise was. And God keeps his promises. And of the nations shall be of thee, and the king shall come out of your loins. These kings that we've seen are from his loins. And they would, they would say that in, in um, clearly... The, the British monarchy believes that this is the, the continuation of the line of Judah all the way from David. They would, they would tell you that. Now we know that they've usurped it, but okay. So then we, if you know, this is a, this is something that was undeniable in the past. And so now you could say, okay, now this is continuing because we said, we're out of here. We're not following King George. We're not, we're not doing what these people say. And so now where do we go? We came to America. And so we're, we're continuing the promises of God in this land to spread this throughout all the world. In these, I'm going to make it bigger. In these great, in these prophetic passages, we have the expression of divine, the divine intention to create a people who were to be under his special protection and guidance and through whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed. In further promises, they were to become great in commerce, in maritime pursuits, and in military achievements. They should possess the gates of, of those which hate them. These promises were given to the patriarchs and their seed in such an absolute and unchangeable terms that God precluded himself by an oath from ever taking it away. Yay. 17, and we've known the blessing of the Lord. He's fulfilled this blessing to have the, the world filled with his knowledge. It's going to be even more because people are going to, it's all going to be a big, we're in the day of the, of the big giant wake up uh, through this great awakening. 
You know, we've, we've done the job of, as he told us to do, to spread the gospel through all the world. But now it, we're, it's just this huge awakening right now so that we take this kingdom. Yay! 17 times God expressed his determination to carry out his purposes. In the words, I will, which was the divine seal to his covenant with Abraham and his generations. These unconditional promises were handed down to Isaac and Jacob, constituting them, uh, constituting them the patriarchs of that people whom he, on 12 occasions, addressing Abraham, called your seed. Since these promises were freely and unconditionally given to Israel prior to their creation as a nation, God will, would not permit his purposes to be frustrated by their sins. He had created Israel for his glory and made them made with them an everlasting covenant so firm that if the sun and the moons and the stars and their ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel also should cease from being a nation before me forever. If heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel from all that they have done, says the Lord. In other words, ain't happening. He's not ever going to cast Israel off. He's not going to cast Israel off no matter what. The only way is if the sun stops shining and the moon, is, <laughs> there's no more moon, right? So there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. So he's going to fulfill his promise to Israel. Now, did that mean that they were not punished? No. And I think he's going to talk about that real, real quick here. God, speaking of Israel, I will make an everlasting covenant with them and I will not turn away from them and to do them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts and that they shall not depart from me. Yea, I'll rejoice over them to do them good. I will plant in them this land assuredly with my whole heart, with my whole soul. For thou hast confirmed to yourself that thy people Israel to be a people unto you forever. First, Second Samuel seven twenty four. The Lord has chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar treasure. Psalm one thirty five four. I will never break covenant with you. Judges two one. God promises to Israel never said Israel would not be punished though for their sins through disobedience to His laws. Right. Same thing with your kids. You love them, but there are times that you have to say you're punished because of of your sins. There may be times you have to even sometimes we have to break fellowship with people because of their sins. This is what it is. The Lord, that's, that's what has to, had to happen with Israel, too. When their worship of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob degenerated into idolatrous worship of pagan gods, God was provoked to anger. Okay, remember that? And he's like, nope, not doing this. We're not, I'm not playing this. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. Does that mean that he's not going to continue to love them and to bless them? No. But it does mean that they get a timeout. They have to be disciplined. Okay. This was fulfilled when the northern kingdom of Israel, together with a large part of the southern kingdom of Judah, were carried away into Assyrian captivity. Later, the balance of the kingdom from Judah was taken into Babylonian captivity. So they, yes, they had to uh, suffer because they were not doing the job they should have done. They were doing the very things that they shouldn't have done. And so the Lord had to punish them. Okay. And they were sent into Assyrian captivity. But they learned their lesson. Right? We learned our, our great, 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 whatever grandparents to the 25th power, whatever it is, learned their lessons. This is what, this is where the prevailing religious bodies fail to fully understand the scriptures. Some theologians blindly declare without shadow of proof, without one historical fact to support it, against all prophecy and reason, even hazarding the contradiction of scripture itself, that the 10 tribes of Israel returned to their land with the remnant of Judah for the first time called Jews from the Babylonian captivity. No, they didn't. I've never heard that before. But so I was like, well, that's where they, 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 they went down in Babylon and they came back with, no, they did not do that. 
Others declared that because of God, God had caused Israel to be driven from the land of Palestine, he's cast them off forever. In doing so, they teach God has brought his kingdom established at Mount Sinai to an end. And its place has chosen, and its place has chosen what they termed the Gentile church or spiritual Israel. Okay, so I guess that was more what I thought. I said, well, we don't know where they are, so they must be assimilated into all the other uh, cultures, but that's not, that's not the case, okay, because the Lord made those clear promises that I just read to you to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Such answers place no value on God's own sworn uh, oath, sworn on himself, because he could not swear by any greater to Abraham. He swore to Abraham. <laughs> he said he can't say, well, by God, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it is God, right? The complete destruction of Israel was impossible in the face of promises which God had made unto them. However, their nation was destroyed and the people scattered. Yet God said, I will not utter, utterly destroy the house of Jacob, says the Lord. For uh, lo, I will sift the house of Israel among the nations like as corn is sifted in a sieve, yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. Although Israel was not was to be driven from their homeland, God said, Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, I am with you. I will make a full end of all the nations whither I have driven you, and I will not make an end, a full end of you. I'm not going to make a full end of you, but I will, cor I will correct thee in measure. In other words, I will, I will, I'm going to make sure that you <laughs> straighten up and fly right, right? Your parents ever tell you that? Yet will I not leave thee wholly unpunished? Okay, so remember the, the, this, uh, the verse, even Q posts it uh, sometimes, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. That's in Jeremiah 29, 11. That, that verse was, people don't talk about this, but that verse was given when they were being hauled into captivity. He's saying, I know the plans I have for you. You're going into captivity right now. But I have good plans for you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna harm you. These are not plans to harm you. They're to give you hope in a future. And sometimes that means discipline. That means I have to, to correct you. And I have to, for my own plans, for my own purposes, I have to do something that you don't quite maybe understand. Because Daniel hadn't done anything to deserve such a thing. So God has a bigger plan than just what's in my own. What works for my little desires, right? God has a. We gotta fit into His big picture. Further, very important point. Catch that. And whatever's going on in your world, think, realize that God's got a bigger thing going on than what's just about you or me, right? Further, God declared, I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall enter into the land of Israel. Thus, the migrations of dispersed Israel was not back to their homestead, homeland in Palestine. Rather, it is declared, my God will cast them away because they did not hearken unto him, and they shall be wanderers among the nations. Hosea 9, 17. Hosea is something I need to really research because Hosea, I think, is uh, very uh, big uh, when we look at it in the light of what we're learning, right? And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east, and they shall run to and fro and seek the word of the Lord. Sorry. I'm locked. <laughs> I'm locked out somehow. They shall seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Anybody, can I hear an amen on that? Can I hear an amen on that? It's been hard to get the word of the Lord. That's why we're here together because it's like so much of the word that we hear is like, it's maybe not wrong it's, as much as it is, it's, it's missing the point. And it's, it's doesn't have enough um, meat in it. 
Where's the meat? Where's the beef? And they shall not find it. We need the word of the Lord. And they were hungry to hear get true answers and not just this pablum, this just milk. We need meat. These latter two passages clearly indicate the Israelites were not to remain in the land of their captivity, but were become a migratory people. In Isaiah, God told Israel, but you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, your seed of Abraham, my friend. You, whom I, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from the chief men thereof and said unto you, thou art my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you away. Then in the closing of the book of the Old Testament, Malachi 3, 6, God said, I'm the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. You know, he could have said, you know what? You're on your own. Too bad. Too sad. That's your, that's your problem. You guys messed up. You screwed up and you're done. The Lord did not do that. He did not do that. That's why we're not consumed. That's not, that's why we didn't number one die off. But also, number two, that we didn't assimilate. We didn't just get sucked into all the other cultures. We stayed as a culture doing, as, just like you look for someone, people to hang out with, people in your family to be believers, your husband, your wife, to be believers. They, that's how we, we find each other. So because we, we gravitate to each other because like we are here, we want to be uh, amongst people who believe. In another land, God promised Israel he would once more speak comfortably unto her and bring her again under the bondage of the covenant so that it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, you are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, you are the son of the living God. I had to stop yesterday and put a little big sticky on that because, you know, I've always thought I wasn't really his people, but I was grafted in. But what if, guys, that the majority of the Americans are his people physically? His, you know, we are his physical progeny from Abraham. I just think that's super cool that, you know, even though we were told we were not his people, that, we, that it'll be said unto them, you're the sons. You are. You're the, I'm telling you. You're the sons of the living God. What? Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool, right? I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy, and I will say to them, which were not my people, you're my people. You are my people. And they shall say, you're my God. Isn't that cool? Now, listen, if you are positive that you're not in the tribe of Israel, which is fine, you are still in the family and we are whoever it is i don't know if i am or not but we can still say he's our god and that we are his people that he's saying to us we are his people um as because of the adoption and uh, the grafting in okay so i don't want you to you know let's not go way off the reservation okay on this we find in the new testament when christ the, the god of israel came to earth he declared i'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of israel would he have come to seek a people who did not exist that's a very good point he said you know because at that point the house of israel had been sent up into assyria into captivity and they didn't they weren't living in israel anymore so he's saying you know that's who i came for it didn't come for anyone else but that would he have come to seek a people who did not exist? Clearly no. Rather, it is declared of him that he came to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Also, Paul, in answer to the question, has God cast away his people? 
replied in no uncertain terms, God has not cast away his people. Yay. All right. So before I go on, I want to talk about, okay, so it says, what does it mean he's only come to the house, for the house of Israel? Does that mean he doesn't care about people who are not physical progeny of Abraham, physical Israelites? No. Okay, this is what it is. Remember how he had 12 disciples. They were, he was teaching them and training them and getting them ready so that when he left, they would go, right, and, to, and do the job. So our Lord Jesus has, he's got a, He's got to make the most of his time, and you do too. We have to say, okay, where is the most effective way for me to minister to my community? What is the most effective thing that I can do? Who, and the pray will bring people who are ready to hear, who, are, who have their ears ready to hear the truth so that they can receive, and then they can go. And, and share with their friends and their family, okay? Because if you sit there and you harp on someone who's really just obstinate and doesn't really want to know, they just want maybe some free stuff, then you're not being able to accomplish the task, okay? We always have to have the goal in mind of getting the kingdom to come, the people to receive, and, and we have to have people who are, are really on fire who will go. And that's why I'm so glad we're here because as everything we learn, I know you guys are doing this. Whenever you learn something, you're bam, and you're out. You're, you're sharing this with everybody everywhere you can. And that's the whole that's the whole point that he's saying here. He came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel because he's got people already. He's got people already that he has already started who already have this seed and he's trying to get them geared up so they can go to all the world. Okay. All right. So James wrote, okay, this is in the book of James chapter one, James one, one, he's, he wrote to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad. I never, I just never stopped and thought about that. When I read that Peter addressed his epistle to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Hang on. I think it's in another version. It says something else. Hang on real quick. All right, so here it is. Here, this is First Peter one one, and he sent it, in another version. It says, uh, "Apostle uh, Peter to the sojourners of the dispersion." Okay, so see, it's talking about the people who are dispersed. It's talking about the the lost tribes of Israel to the strangers dispersed through Pontus. Okay, so at that time they still likely knew. That, that they, you know, they, they clearly knew that they had been, you know, what their ancestors had done. Now, through this, through age, through time, that we've lost a lot of that. We didn't realize, you know, that this was our ancestors that were just, were the dispersed Israelites to the strangers dispersed through, um, throughout, you know, all these areas for who are the elect exiles. Okay, so exiles or refugees, that their homeland is Israel, but they've been dispersed. Okay, so that's what he's, he's talking about here. Um, so that's, that's it, it, strangers is not maybe the best way to, to make sure you understand what he's really talking about. Okay, at the time of this writing of the New Testament, Israel was scattered through uh, Asia, Europe, and the Isles of the Sea. In God's plan of the ages, they progressively became many nations and a company of nations. Some people say that's the Commonwealth of Great Britain, including, and actually I was looking at something before I go, um, uh, the, you know how um, the, all this, um, when, when Britain was um, going throughout the world and, and colonizing all the world, and so they're, you know, saying that we're, this is how we're going to spread the gospel. Whether they did this, yes, they did that, but they also did some other things that maybe we're not good to do, but you've got Britain, Canada, Australia and New Zealand are some of their major ones. Yes, there may be other places that colonize, but but those are the ones that um, that we think of 
as um, the main ones. And would you look at the numbers that America, did y'all know it, America has 280 million people? 280, so almost 300 million, okay? And then all these others, Britain has 60, Canada, 60 million, Canada has 31 million, Australia has 19 million, 20, and New Zealand has four. So you add all that up and you get like 115 million. So we're almost three times, or two and a half times, whatever, than that. So that's one of the reasons I was thinking, well, very likely we are, the U.S., the America is, um, is Ephraim because of how, how much bigger that we are. I just, I didn't realize how much bigger we were. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's why, you know, company nations, some people said, oh, well, we have 50 states. We're, we're actually supposed to be, supposed to be uh, independent states, independent nations. They're united. All right. Anyway, so either way, we're going to get to the bottom of it eventually. Um, but just, you know, there's various thoughts on both ways. Okay. So either way, God's plan is that his people would be many nations or a great nation and a company of nations with colonies and daughter nations. America possessing the birthrights of Joseph can be identified as modern day uh, Manasseh or some say Ephraim, the 13th tribe. Because 13 is clearly a big number for us. However, it is. Today, people by representation of all the other tribes of Israel, right here where is where we are. It's what we got. How remarkable it is that with all the definite and positive assurances of the word of God as to Israel's continuance forever as a nation, there has <laughs> what is the end of the sentence? Okay, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it because I don't like to not have a end of the sentence. Let's see if I can find it in this book. All these stickers in here. It's hard to turn the page. Um, as to Israel's continuance forever as a nation, there has never been any continued or persistent effort on the part of genuine Bible believers to find them. And that's true. I didn't either. I didn't think it was possible. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm not an archaeologist. I didn't know how. Um, and that they may have, they have been content to let them fade away and vanish into nothingness. So it's a deep approach to on all Christians. Yeah. And that we really didn't dig in, you know, I, and for by and large, we didn't dig in to find out what really, really happened. There is, however, one probable explanation. It was God's will and purpose to hide them. And I've said that before, possibly to protect us. While the Jews, some of whom are only part of the house of Judah, occupied the state, even uh, called themselves Israel, God could work unhindered with with and in lost Israel until lost in, in the sense that they don't know who they are um, until he had finished his predetermined work and without them knowing they were the people of the book only as Israel's time of punishment had run out with with the whole of God's purposes at the point of fulfillment was the identity of Israel's become known does that make sense it's like it's time for us to find out it's time for this to come to come out, the truth to come out of our identity, because we're at that point when the beast, okay, the, the enemy is being, is being punished. Let me see, what, what is it saying here? Um, the seven. Yeah. Anyway, okay, okay, only Israel's time of punishment. Okay, it's talking about Israel's time of punishment. I'm thinking of 
now that it's time for the beast to be cast out, it's time for us to know who we are. And boy, is this, it reminds me when Q said that Israel is complicated <laughs> and it's going to be saved for last. I mean, so this is where we are helping to understand the bigger picture of Israel. This is, <laughs> this sure is a bigger picture. You know, it's all this truth is coming out. It's just really such an amazing time to be alive. Concerning the biblical and archaeological evidences of the identity of the Anglo-Saxon, Germanic, Scandinavian, Celtic, and, and kindred peoples as long lost Israel. There are many who treat the knowledge with indifference. Some say, what good is it to know who we are Israel? How do we benefit from being Israel? Often such answers indicate a lack of interest in religion or insufficient acquaintance with the word of God. Still others ask, why should I be interested in this, that knowledge since it is not, only, not necessary for the salvation of mankind? To those who raise such objections, one could answer, what good is it for us to know the history of Abraham and his family? That Joseph was sold, that Israel passed through the wilderness, that Moses was their leader, that David ever lived, that Solomon built a temple, that Jonah was disobedient, and there was a day of Pentecost. What do we care? That's old news. Why do we care? If these things were written for our edification and the knowledge of them useful to mankind, which I would clearly say they definitely have been, um, surely the people whom God chose for his purpose, the establishment of his kingdom, ought not to be indifferent to any part of God's word, especially their own identity, I might add. The restoration of Israel is one of the grand objects which God will surely bring about in the enhancement of his glory, the fulfillment of which will give the final answer as to the apparent failure of that purpose for which he first created them. It will not, um, whatever, be a temporal restoration, but a restoration to divine future. Arise, shine, for your light it's come. I've read this to you before. Isn't that cool? I, you know, but I didn't, um, I did not, I did not realize who I was talking to. You Israelites, <laughs> arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Yes. Can we say that we've seen that? But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. Cool, because we're all waking up and we're fighting the bad guys, right? And we're arising all over the world, and the bad guys will be ninety thousand plus. You know, are being are going to be cast out. <sighs> there are a lot of people who are still asleep. That's okay. But it's talking about the light has arisen on on his people. Okay, and the Gentiles shall come to your light. Let me go back to the other second to read it. I didn't make a very good pictures. To uh, people the. It will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. I've read this so many times. Thou shalt be no more termed forsaken. Neither shall thy land any more be, be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hephzibah and thy land be Beulah. For the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. For they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called sought after a city not forsaken. America's not forsaken. America is not Sodom and Gomorrah. America is not going to be uh, destroyed. America is not going to be destroyed in Armageddon or anything else. <laughs> if I hear another post like that, I'm going to scream. For I will make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth. Oh, wow. Isn't this amazing, you guys? That's, I've, I've read that. And remember how we were the very first song I was singing? Oh, how he loves us all. Oh, how he loves us, how he loves us, oh. Heaven meets earth with an unforeseen kiss, and my heart beats violently inside of my chest. That's marriage talk. 
That's marriage talk. He's our husband. He's like, he's the one who loves us. He truly, 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 oh, how he loves us. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, you guys, this is so, so cool. We're not forsaken. We're not desolate. We're married. We're, he has come to save us. He's like that uh, beautiful uh, statue that's in President Trump's uh, uh, apartment in New York City, which is the, from the picture in the, uh, in the heavens of, of, um, of uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, Andromeda. And Perseus comes and swoops down and saves her in just in the nick of time, right? Remember that? I did a video on that. If you haven't seen that, you've got to go see it, the, uh, uh, the president's residence. To ignore these precious promises to Israel is to attempt is to tempt or mock God by unbelief in his word. Rather, we should search the scriptures and see if these things are so, in order to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. The Bible is full of evidence confirmed by archaeology that America is part of the regathered Israel, to whom pertaineth the adoption, the glory, the covenants, and all the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises, right? We see that in our forefathers. We, who wrote these amazing, this amazing constitution for us. And it was written and where our motto is in God we trust and on and on and on. We can't even say it. Certainly can't have it on the school uh, door. Ridiculous. We can't have our school motto on the school door. We're going to get all that back. We have this established in our country. And as far as they've tried, they have not been able to rip it away from us. If we're not Israel, where is Israel? Bring forth the blind people that have eyes, and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this, and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses, that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, it is true. That's what I'm saying. This is true. This is true. This is true. Y'all, I've got, I, I'm going to be working on telling you I mean, why it's true. Here in the next, I'm going to work on those videos. Ah, oh, it's, it's going to be hot to put together. Well, Lord will help me. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you know, uh, may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Yay. All right. I love that. I thought that was a great uh, uh, epilogue. And so I'll be working on the, on all the, 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 the his, you know, trying to give you a smattering of, of what he had uh, said to us so that we would know all this great research that they've done. All right, don't forget, like and share and all that. And now uh, let's just give thanks to the Lord for all that he's revealing to us. And uh, let's just ask him to help us in this monumental task in this day to be that 144,000 that he's called us to be. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're teaching us. It's just shocking. Thank you for these great men and women who, who've uh, done all this research and are, are helping us to understand the truth. These great archaeologists who just painstakingly put together all of this information. We praise you, Lord, for what you are doing in our day, that you are uh, bringing all things to the light. Uh, Lord, we um, are, whether we're physical Israel or whether we are uh, just grafted in either way. We're so glad that we're part of your family and what you're doing in this day. And uh, we want to be a part of your great army that is, uh, is going to um, kick out the bad guys. We pray for those who are in these positions of authority. We pray, and especially our president and all those in um, uh, who, like Bill Barr and Horowitz and now uh, John Durham and, um, and Huber, all these who are fighting so hard to get the truth out, we pray that, that very soon that people will start to see these dominoes fall and that uh, those who've done so much evil will just, will have 
nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and uh, that there would be no more lies that they could tell that would cover up their crimes. Uh, there would be this mass start awakening that we've been looking for for two years now. We thank you, Lord, that this will happen. We know it will, and uh, just until it does, just help us to be faithful. Just light, lead us on whatever you want us to do, uh, whatever you want us to share, tweet, whatever, Lord. We're, we're all about it, and uh, we just praise you, Lord, that you are faithful to every promise that you made. Everything you said is yay and amen, and you keep every promise. Even though sometimes we have to be, uh, you have to discipline us, you always, uh, you never cast us off. You never cast us off. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We praise you for um, your faithfulness and your goodness to us that never fails. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. I love y'all. Have a great uh, night, and I will talk to you later.